Hello, Arizona. Welcome to the Legitimate Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Rochelle Poulton, and we're here to discuss the business of business. This is the first episode of our second season of the Legitimate Podcast, and uh, we're here to help you get ahead and stay ahead in law, business, and life. I'm an attorney, and my wife here, Rochelle, is also an attorney. We also do real estate sales and consulting. Uh, we work through my law firm, Poulton & Naroyan, here in Phoenix. We're a litigation and business law firm. Uh, been in business since 2011, helping local business owners, uh, new and experienced, um, handle their stuff, getting ahead, staying ahead, and staying out of trouble. So we have a couple great guests here today. We have Kenyatta Turner with Freedom Empire Consulting and Kelly Lawrenson with KLM Consulting. And we're going to be talking with each of them about their experiences as business owners, helping other business owners. So let's get started here. Rochelle, you want to go ahead and introduce our first guest? Yes. So with us today, we are doing the business of business. Being in business is freaking hard. And whether you're thinking about starting a business or have been in business for a long time, we think you have a lot that you can learn from our first guest, Kenyatta Turner with Freedom Empire Consulting. Hi, Kenyatta. Thanks for being here. Hey, Kenyatta. You're on mute. You're muted. I knew that. <laughs> we got to know. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mike and Rochelle. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. So why don't you tell us all about Freedom Empire Consulting? Oh my goodness. So I am Kenyatta Turner. I'm the founder and CEO of Freedom Empire Consulting, where I coach, I influence, and I protect. So I do lots of fun things, um, mainly, not mainly, all of the things. When you think about coaching, I'm a behavioral superpowers coach. I'm actually like a behavioral scientist and I get to decode human behavior and help people optimize their performance using validated behavioral insights and enhanced relationships, which I love doing that part. The influence part of the business is I'm an influencer. That is my behavioral superpower. There's 10 behavioral superpowers. One of them is an influencer. That is mine. And then with the protect piece, I like to say I help my clients to build their freedom empire, but then shield their freedom empire by making sure they have access to legal services and identity theft protection for their family and their businesses. I like it. I especially like this business DNA superpower. So why don't you tell our listeners more about that awesome program? So what we know is how you do anything is how you do everything. Meaning you have, each of us have behavioral traits that are wired within us that make up who we are. It's it's literally who we are and how we do things. So with behavioral science, we can take a look at that information after we have people take a brief, really brief exercise to answer some questions. In about 15 minutes, I can tell someone what their behavioral superpower is. And they're, like I mentioned, there's 10 profiles. I'm an influencer. You are a strategist and Mike is an initiator, right? So we all have our unique behavioral styles but then we also have fingerprints that make us extremely unique. So for instance, my mom is an influencer too, but she's a different type of influencer than me because she's had different life experiences. She's raised differently, read different books, watched different TV shows, has different values and things like that. But we're both still influencers. So we tell people at the baseline where they are behaviorally because they have superpowers, but they also have kryptonite. 
because your power overplayed can become a struggle and the struggle unmanaged can absolutely become a weakness. So if I can help my clients to see that and see where they're at, then that's going to affect how they make decisions, how they communicate, how they handle a project, how they work with a team, how they read a book and how they work and relate to their family and their spouse or significant other. It's all tied to behavior. So, you know, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. All right. So you, you mentioned that you're an influencer. And I mm-hmm. think when a lot of people hear influencer, they think social media personality with a bunch of followers. Yes. Now, you are on social media and you do have a pretty significant following, but that's mm-hmm. not really what you're talking about. Uh, I've been through this process with you and I've done some of these uh, these um, psychological instruments and, and read the results yeah. and gone over them with you. And what you're talking about is being a person who tends to influence other people, a person who tends to lead the thoughts and actions of people around them. Absolutely. And it's very interesting that you know us because of this exact phenomenon. Everybody knows Kenyatta. Uh, <laughs> we run into people all the time who we've never met uh, who know who Kenyatta is. You it's just, the five degrees of Kenyatta. Exactly. It's the, <laughs> exactly. The five degrees of, of Kenyatta within the Phoenix metro area. Um, you just tend to influence people uh, and people gravitate towards Uh, knowing you, following you, and being influenced by you. And you mentioned that I'm an initiator. It was very interesting to do these exercises with you and see the results. Uh, You know, a lot of these types of things um, don't seem very well validated, and you don't know really that the results mean anything. Super sketch. Yeah. Super sketch. I like that. The measurement instruments that you're using are well validated and have a lot of statistics backing them up and and showing the validity of the results. and their own limitations. I mean, it's not yes. like any of this stuff is magic. It's ju- it's just science and statistics. Absolutely. And the results were very useful. And I, the thing that you just said a moment ago about how a superpower poorly managed can become a weakness, um, with me as an initiator, someone who tends to start projects, uh, get things going, uh, begin things, I'm a begin person, uh, a someone who starts things. That that is something I have to manage because yeah, we call the next spark. steps are not my superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and working right, with you on right. that, uh, and learning about that part of myself, and seeing um, how I compare to other people in terms of where I tend to focus my energies and achieve results. Yeah was really useful in helping me understand myself and how I need to manage my business activities. And that's what you do for people. Absolutely. And you, and you said it so right. The, the initiator, we call them the spark, right? They want to come in, spark the thing, be like, Hey guys, this is what we're doing. Here's the agenda. Here's how I want it done. And then they like to bounce and go and do something. <laughs> <laughs> they initiate action. <laughs> Someone else has to be there on the team, right? To be able to help pick up the pieces that they initiator left behind, you know, on their way. Right. Or, you know, carry through and follow through. And that's where, you know, we talk about with businesses and organizations, uh, behavioral diversity. You need behavioral diversity within your organization, just like you need any other kind of diversity, because a strategist is going to handle things one way. An initiator is going to come and do another thing. I'm an influencer. I'm going to come in and tell everyone about it. You know, the community (laughs) builder is going to come in and get consensus and actually go around and and care what everybody else thinks, where the strategist isn't going to care so much. The initiator is not going to care so much. The influencer is probably not going to care so much. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we have the relationship builder. 
that's going to go and build positive, you know, patiently build the relationship. The facilitator is going to make sure everyone's happy and still get it done. The engager is going to throw a party. I mean, and the reflective thinker is going to put the brakes on everything and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know? Zero compliance people. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then we have the adapter that literally is the chameleon and we'll, we'll, we'll do all of those things and you won't even see them coming. You know, they, they're, they're just going to fit right in and, you know, very seamlessly, uh, which is absolutely their superpower. So for a business owner, someone who's either hiring or maybe struggling with their team currently, this would be a benefit to do a behavioral analysis on their team, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, because here's what's already happening on your team. Those of you out there listening, you already have discourse. <laughs> you already have conflict. <laughs> you already have um, an issue with communication. If you asked your employees and said, hey, could we improve our communication? They'd all say yes. Um, you already have people that are probably not in the right role. But they're in the role because their resume said they should be or they raised their hand or you just told them to do it. So you already have these things going on in your business. And while you may already be effective, imagine, just imagine for a moment if you had all the right people in the right roles all the time. Imagine if you could uh, basically eliminate the relational friction that happens because everybody would understand who they were at their core. I mean, we, we do this from the inside out. Like literally we answer the question for people, who am I? What are my unique talents, abilities, and contributions? What is my significance to the world? And how am I supposed to be delivering that? That's what we do. And that's deep. So imagine if you gave your employees the opportunity to understand that about themselves, then when it comes to understanding others and managing the differences with others, it's so much easier. Because so much comes from the fact that people don't truly understand why they show up the way they do or they judge others who are different than them. So if we can help eliminate that through coaching and development with these programs, because we don't just come in and do a little luncheon. Hey, figure out your superpowers. Bye. No, we work to weave and integrate this into the organization where everyone on their Zoom calls puts instead of their they put their name and they put their superpower right on the signatures. <laughs> they put it on the refrigerator door. I mean, everyone knows it becomes the system and the language because it really is a game changer. So as an organization, you can, and if you're a leader within an organization, let me just speak to you because this is all on you <laughs> because it's your organization is that to be a good leader, there's several things you need, but I would say the top two is one, very deep self-awareness. And then two, the ability to understand and manage the differences of the people on your team. So you can know your audience demographically or you can know them behaviorally. And there is a very clear difference between the two of those things. So that's what we can do to help an organization who just wants to improve and enhance is teach them who they are and who their staff really are and help avoid the, what I call the square peg round hole. You can put a square peg into a round hole. It will go in there. <laughs> so what's it going to take? <laughs> How hard are you going to have to work? Winding it in there, right? It's bloody. It's horrible. People do it all the time. People are in jobs right now that they feel like they're shoving themselves into a, you know, they're a square peg, shoving themselves into a round hole. So we help eliminate all of that um, through this process, which is absolutely fascinating to me. It's been very interesting for me to do those assessments and then see the results for other people that I know personally, because mm -hmm. we've done it in groups with with other people who are our friends and, and people that we've done business with. And 
what was really interesting to me about it is how unexpected some of the results were. But in every single instance, it was a light bulb moment where when you see what someone else's personality traits are in this context, a lot of things make sense that you you just weren't thinking about before. Right. Uh, and especially with reflective thinkers for me, because that's not how I operate. And I've always thought if someone had said, hey, Mike, are you a reflective thinker? I would have said, yeah, sure, that describes me. Ah. But it turns out that's not true at all. No. Not even remotely close. The set of <laughs> traits that constitute reflective thinker within this context, uh, first of all, are very distinctive and specific. Yes. And people who are reflective thinkers are using a very different mindset and thought process a lot of the time mm -hmm. than feels natural for me. And it really helps me recognize how I need to interact and communicate with those people to avoid a lot of friction and frustration that tends that tends to occur uh, just because of this very different perspective. And that's not to say that reflective thinkers aren't useful. They're very useful. But you got to understand as an as an initiator and as someone with some of the other personality types on this spectrum that they're working from a completely different paradigm. Their entire viewpoint of a situation is very different than the way I look at things. Absolutely. Um, the goals, the analysis, the, the feelings, priorities. the priorities, the emotions right. that they feel yes. in response to certain aspects of it are very different. And knowing that, just knowing it can help reduce friction um, and improve the contribution that you can get out of those types of, of team members. You know, and Mike, so, so well said, because you said just knowing it, because now yeah. then you have a choice. So meaning the next time you have a conversation with that person, you have a choice to, uh, in how you're going to approach them. You have a choice to how you're going to respond to them. You have a choice to decide to take what they're saying personal <laughs> or not. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, it's not personal. It's just science, people. You know what I mean? It's not because that reflective thinker, that's the information that we share with people has a 91% predictability rate over the long term. Okay. 91% is pretty high. Okay. Meaning we know, like I know you, Mike, you are going to be the initiator in the way that you are initiated. I think you're very creative and spontaneous. If I remember your top two traits might be something like that. Meaning you, you're going to change your mind like that. I can, I can expect that from you, you know, and, and Rochelle, <laughs> the opposite of that, <laughs> she's, she's very planned, more reserved, more anchored. She needs to be able to see the vision and know, okay, this is what's happening. And this is when we're going to do it at this time on this date where you're like, meh, we, get, we don't got to do it that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a priority, but you know, I'm going to do these other things first. Right. So you're just doing you, she's just doing her, but you know, I can only imagine if you guys aren't uh, understanding that that's just how you're wired and not that you each other are doing it to intentionally stress the other person out, yeah. <laughs> then it has a whole different approach, you know, but here's the thing we know is that because it's 91% of the time, it's because that you even though you're wired a certain way, you still can make conscious decisions in the moment. You can have situational awareness and in the moment and go, okay, wait, this is one of those moments where I probably shouldn't respond the way I feel like I would naturally respond. Maybe yeah. I need to think I'm an outgoing, fast paced influencer. I talk fast, think fast, move fast, but there are times when I might need to slow it down. Yes. <laughs> totally just, happens and just reel it in a little bit <laughs> right. like I gotta that's, a, that's a conscious thing that's a learned behavior that's not a natural behavior so again if it's not personal it's just science then it does reduce friction 
amongst yes. relationships and conversation because now you can give the person what they need versus what you just want to give them. And yeah. that right there opens the door for, you know, um, a more success. harmonious success. Yeah. You can just work together. You can just get to work and not, you know, like for instance, Jeff Morris is the, oh, the founder. No, no more examples. <laughs> <laughs> we got to oh, move on. Oh, oh, no more examples. Okay. <laughs> I got a million of them, you know? <laughs> so let's talk about this book that you contributed to that's like number three in the world for small businesses. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So this is the book. Da, 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 da. The Art of Connection. Uh, the Art of Connection. I'm so excited because I was a contributing author with like 150 other contributing offers to this book called The Art of Connection, 365 Days of Networking Quotes by Entrepreneurs, Business Owners, and Influencers. And as you can see, it's a pretty big book. So in this book, we each got to... Uh, write a page. We have to, we got to write a quote and then our thoughts, a, a quote of ours, and then our thoughts on the quote and then pose a question. And we each had to pick a day that we wanted our quote to be on 365 days. So I picked my birthday, which was April 5th. And I, and I'm going to tell you my quote, because I know you're wondering, you're like, what was Kenyatta's quote? <laughs> I will tell you. It says, your self-fulfilling prophecy can either limit you or liberate you. That is one of my one of my quotes. So I have a thought that I wrote about it and then a question about it. Um, but I, I truly believe that. I think that there, you know, that phenomenon of a self-fulfilling prophecy is just that a phenomenon, right? You believe that something's gonna be the way it's going to be, or you believe, you know, hey, I'm gonna go in there and negotiate for a raise and I'm gonna get that raise, right? And then you get the raise and you're like, yeah, you know, I knew that. Or you tell yourself, oh, they're probably not going to give me that raise or I'm going to have to fight for this or, you know, I look like this. So it's not going to happen for me or I I'm, was born over in this side of the, the world. So it's not going to happen for me, whatever. All these self-fulfilling prophecies and they can either limit you because you won't do things that you've already told yourself you can't do. You've already put the limits on or it'll liberate you because you'll realize absolutely I'm going to do that. And that then becomes true. Hence. A self-fulfilling prophecy. So that is the book. I'm excited to be a part of it. It's very exciting because now I'm a published author and it's like the top three, it's the three, whatever. So that's good. And then there is very a, well. <laughs> yeah, right. It's doing very well. I didn't know that. And then there is a summit. So we're having a summit this Tuesday, the 27th, called the Art of Connection Global virtual summit where there's several people who contributed to this that are going to be taking place in this summit. And uh, there's a panel uh, called the human connections panel. And I'll be speaking as an expert on the human connections panel talking about behavioral superpowers. So I'm very excited about that. Excellent. Awesome. So Kenyatta, how can our listeners find you? Woo. Well, Oh, you can go to my website. It is www.freedomempireconsulting.com. And I'm on all the socials. You can find me there and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my jam. I love LinkedIn. I have a Facebook page. I'm very official with a business Facebook page called Freedom Empire Consulting. You can find me on Insta at Kenyatta Turner or Freedom Empire. But if I'm doing my job, you should just be able to Google Kenyatta Turner and Freedom Empire Consulting and I should come up or if it someone totally else is doing works. their job. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the case. Excellent. Awesome. Well, it's always great to have you, Kenyatta. And uh, thank you very much for being here. And everyone, uh, check out Art of Connection. And if you're interested in learning more about your team members' psychology and the group dynamics, uh, definitely talk to Kenyatta. It's been a very interesting experience for us. Uh, a lot of useful insights. And up next, we have Kelly Lawrenson with KLM Consulting. 
Hey, hey Kelly. Kelly. How's it going? Hello. Thanks for joining us for our boss moment. This is our business owner spotlight with Kelly Lorenzen. Um, and this segment is brought to you by KLM Consulting, Marketing and Management. Get more time to do the things you love and build a thriving business. So Kelly, tell us all about your street cred. <laughs> Can I hire you to do that for me again? <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> so what do you, what, what do you want to know? What's, What's your the, thing? What do you do? I mean, uh, you've been on the show before and some of our audience probably knows, but uh, give everyone the introduction. What's KLM about? We have, uh, we're a business development firm here in Tempe, Arizona, uh, and we help business owners take stuff off their plate, get stuff done for them so they can keep moving forward. Uh, a lot of clients come to us overwhelmed. They're concerned about not being able to accomplish everything they want to, you know, on their goal sheet for the year. Uh, so we take stuff off their plate so they can keep going. How do you do that? What's your process for helping business owners get things done that they feel overwhelmed with or aren't being able to handle currently? We, what I call the initial thing is a brain dump. So we come together and figure out all the things you have on your plate. Uh, Give me, you know, give me the deep dive. And then we figure out ways to take pieces of that off your plate. You, you, I always tell business owners, do what you love and outsource everything else. There's my quote for Kenyatta. (laughs) Um, You know, you, What's the point of getting into business, I say to people, if you can't do the thing you love about your business, right? If you're going to spend two hours on something that you hate and dread every week, what is the point of owning your own business? You might as well just go work for somebody, right? So, so I say stick to what you're good at and then outsource everything else. And we take a lot of that uh, off off clients' plates and say you you uh, you'll be you know I like to give it back as a project. Here's your project back with a bow on it, and it's all done. So that's my favorite part. <laughs> so, what's your background? I have been an entrepreneur 18, almost 19 years. Uh, As I came in each business, I figured out that my brain is marketing and I love building business. So I put that all together uh, and said, I want to be the person, this business, you know, when I started this one, I want to be the person that I wished I had in all those other businesses. I wish, you know, I wish I had somebody to do this. I wish I could find somebody that could help me with this. um, you know, I got burned, uh, I don't know, I think probably 20, 25,000 on a e-commerce website in one of my businesses and, you know, at three, four people. And I was like, no, I'm determined to learn this myself. And, and so I don't, you know, have to get burned again and, and have found that, uh, starting this business, I've been able to help people with so many cool things that I feel like I'm starting businesses every day because I'm helping them, you know, grow their businesses. So it's such a, it's such a great combination of, of loving to start businesses, but doing it for other people. So it's been, it's been quite the journey and brought, uh, you know, retail background, real estate background, uh, medical, 
you know, entrepreneurship in the family forever. So it kind of, we just accumulated it all. And, and now I have a great team, uh, found great referral partners and, and we can help with a lot of different things. So it's been fun building this business and then now helping people build their businesses. You know, the, the underlying philosophy that you have that as a business owner or entrepreneur, you should only do what you want to do. I think that's a great corollary to what I heard from uh, a small business and entrepreneurship professor in undergrad and that I've heard from a number of successful entrepreneurs uh, speaking to business owners. And that is, as the owner of the business, everything is your job unless you get someone else to do it. Every single thing is yours unless you get someone else to do it. And you should get other people to do everything that you yourself do not have to do yourself. The only things you should be doing as the business owner are things where you are irreplaceable, where you as the entrepreneur and the founder are the one who has to do it. If someone else can do it, someone else should do it because that's the only way to be optimally efficient with your time and with your money. It is. And, and do your passion. You know, you started a business for, uh, you know, even in the family business, my dad was the, was the doctor and everybody assumed that he was also the business person. Doctors do not go to school to be the business people. You know, my mom and I were the business people, right? So you have to separate the, you know, each person is good at something. So stay like uh, Dina Patton is one of my sales and marketing coaches. She says, stay in your brilliant lane right? Stay in your lane, <laughs> do what you're good at, and and you'll be way more successful and happy, you know? I mean, I, I know people that get stuck in, in jobs or careers or businesses, and and why? I mean, life's too short. I, I keep, every time I get bored or, or, you know, sick of it, I'm like, next, okay, that was fun, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love change. Most people hate change, and I love it, but which is why I love this business, because I get to, every single day, I'm changing and helping somebody else, so it's really cool. So, really as, as a business owner, how do you define success? I think success is is being passionate about something and being good at it and helping others. Uh, you know, I'm very, very big on living, living the life you want. Uh, and so if you're getting to live the life you want, doing what you love and helping others, you're successful to me. I like it. That's a good definition. And I think a lot of what you provide, the scope of services that you're providing to people is to help them make the jump from being self-employed to being entrepreneurs and business owners, where the distinction is that if you're self-employed, you've created a job for yourself. Uh, you have a business that you need to work in, where you are the one providing the services, doing the work, um, you have employed yourself in a position. But as a business owner and entrepreneur, you get out of that self-employment trap because it is in many ways a trap. When you create a job for yourself, you have to show up to that job every day and you have to keep doing it. And it's pretty hard to jump to the next level where your primary job is managing other people and growing this business that you've created so that it can expand rapidly and make more money. And the only way you get out of that trap is by getting other people to do the jobs. Uh, <laughs> so you don't have to do those jobs and your job can be management and growth. So it sounds like what you're providing to people 
is uh, an easier way, rather than having to do it all themselves, they can work with you to help get those jobs done. Uh, so they can focus on the expansion, the management, the strategy, those types of entrepreneurial and business management activities. Absolutely. I tell people, what pick, uh, you know, what, what do you make the most money at? Right. Yeah. Because that's going to and, and you need to focus on that. Right. And put that in your calendar and keep working on that. If people don't have time to make the phone calls to prospective clients or they don't have the time, uh, you know, to follow up with people who are already, you know, wanting their service. Right. Then they can't make more money. Like you said, there, there's no growth then potential. If you don't have time to put those in your schedule because you're too busy working in your business, it's not going to work, you know, and you need the funnels then. You also need the, you know, okay, how are you going to get those leads? How are you going to get the things? Well, why, and you didn't get into business. Most of my clients like home, you know, home care agencies, pest control companies, you know, like all state insurance, you know, all these companies, they didn't get into business to do marketing, right? They didn't go to school for marketing. <laughs> they didn't get it. Oh, I need to figure out my databases and put them all together. And I don't know any software. They shouldn't know, have to know how to do that, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's really important to pick your, pick your things that you're going to make the most amount of money at and you love doing and, and then have everybody else help you. And, and it can be in sort, you know, in, your company or outsource it uh, because there's so many options now, especially, you know, this one of the silver linings with COVID is that a lot more businesses started and a lot more people wanted to go out into business for themselves. And so there's people out there to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you touched on one of the really important keys to success uh, for any business starting, which is knowing what you're dropping the ball on and figuring out how to pick it up and move forward. Because in business, you know, it is a it's cyclical if you're not doing marketing all the time. And it's really hard, I think, especially for solos or new businesses to figure out how to get business in consistently because you do a whole bunch of marketing and then you stop um, because you were busy handling all of your clients. And now you're then when you're done, what do you do? So, you know, having someone who can like Kelly specifically, who can help you kind of bridge that gap and at least get you through the practical aspect of growing your business um, is really a big key to success. <laughs> so, Kelly, how can people get in touch with you to learn more about your services and see if you can help them out with their business projects? Well, so it was cute what Kenyatta said. If I'm doing my job right, you can Google Kelly Lorenzen or KLM Consulting and I'll come up. <laughs> and that is true. You are doing your job right and that totally works. <laughs> <laughs> but it is klmconsultingandmarketing.com. <laughs> I told you I'm going to hire you, Rochelle. <laughs> no, you, say, you say no. Absolutely. I make more money doing all my other things. <laughs> It's always fun. <laughs> well, Kelly, it's been great having you on the show. It's always good. And uh, it was really good to see you again today. And Kenyatta, welcome back on the stream. Um, it's great to have both of you always. And uh, thanks for helping us kick off the second season of Legitimate here. We business will, to business. Yeah, business to business. Uh, the business of business. Yeah, the business we of will, business. Uh, 
we will catch up with both of you um, later on, and I'm sure we'll have you on later in the season. So thank you very much again, and a pleasure to see both of you. Uh, thank Kelly you so much. much. Good to see all of you. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Arizona. We'll talk to you next time.